Hello, welcome to the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast discussing the Doctor. Yes, that's right, the mysterious Doctor was revealed in this episode. I'm your host, Estelle Magecki, and you'll be listening to a recap of episode 205 from Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, the creators and executive producers of Once. Hello there. Hello. Episode 205 this week, titled The Doctor, premiered last night, and it opened with Snow, Aurora, Mulan and Emma discovering that Cora has destroyed almost everyone in the village. Everyone except Hook, that is. Looking at all the slain bodies, it's hard to believe that Hook was in on it. Did he really condone Cora killing all the villagers just to get to Rumpel? Whether he condoned her actions or not, he was in an alliance with her toward a goal that's very important to him. Obviously, he wants to get back to Storybrooke to kill Rumpelstiltskin, and he will do anything to do it. But what's interesting in the story is whatever his little con he's running, once that is uncovered, he is willing to switch allegiances. And so perhaps he found the opening a little frightening for himself. Perhaps he uh, is thinking these four might be a safer passage back to Storybrooke. Emma seems to have sharpened her super senses and she's right up there catching Hook in his lies. And I really love it when she whistles for the ogres. That'd actually be handy in real life. Can you talk about Emma's actions over those scenes? Because she seems like she's coming to her own. I mean, that's exactly it, which is after a short time in fairytale land, Emma is getting up to speed. It's, It's obviously a shock to her and a disorienting thing to be in this land. But Emma is Emma and she is smart and she's um, intuitive and perceptive, and all those skills are, are coming t- to the fore now. Hook may be a, a worthy adversary, but she is just as worthy right back at him. I also think that Emma is hell-bent on getting back to Henry, and although she had some growing pains in episode three where this was a new land, there are certain things she understands, which is she doesn't trust anyone. And next week's episode will dive a little more into why that is, why she is so distrustful of people, but in this sense, she's not gonna be fooled. And when Charming punches the doctor, I was left wondering just how many ladies did the doctor sleep with? (laughs) Uh, I would say, you know, the thing about being Dr. Whale is you just don't know what he's been up to or who. Hey, he was cursed. He was cursed. Regina seeks talk therapy with Archie, and that's a pretty big step for her. She's always Mm -hmm. basically mocked him. But when Archie repeats a line Rumpel told her when she was young, she completely shuts down. Why? Didn't she get beyond his comment in Fairytale Land? No, I think she pretended to. She let go of it, but she never really let go of it. She can't let go of Daniel. It is what made her hate Snow White. It is what made her get rid of her mother. In fairy tale, I wouldn't say she gave it up as much as she thought there was no hope of it. So at least I'm going to get my revenge. And now with the curse broken and many years later, she's still grasping onto it. We saw it last year. She needed magic to get the apple and she had to give up her little ring that had his picture. And even that was very hard for her to do. So she is somebody who has never really gotten over that loss and she just acts on it in different ways. And we do see a progression of the young queen's apprentice with Rumpel as well during this episode. And it's really interesting when Rumpel says that he's wasted his time if the young queen only seeks to resurrect Daniel. Why refuse to teach her? Why not help her move beyond the past? Plus, isn't it a little bit hypocritical? Doesn't he live in the past? Well, well, the question is one of agendas, which is what is Rumpel's agenda? What does he need Regina to do for him? So he is not talking about himself. 
he is talking about, here's what I need you to do, and if you can't even crush the heart of a unicorn, how are you going to cast a curse? This episode, in a lot of ways, is about a manipulation by Rumpelstiltskin on the Queen for exactly that, getting her to do something for him. I think the most poignant line of what his motives were at the end when he says to Dr. Whale, I've made my monster, now you've made yours. And he knew that he needed to turn her dark. When Rumpel and Jefferson are chatting early on in Rumpel's parlor, and they're talking about the crystal ball and the slippers. Yeah, interesting. It is. It was very interesting. What does the crystal ball do, and are those ruby slippers? Well, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know that crystal balls let you see things, and I know ruby slippers bring you to a land without magic, because that's what he said he was trying to get to. And I know that in the pilot episode, there was a page in Henry's book with flying monkeys. Now, does that mean Oz exists? It sounds like it, but I don't know. Unless there's crystal balls and ruby slippers from other places. Right. And also the portal where we see all of the doors. Yeah, there might have even been a, a curtain. Yeah, could have been a coincidence, though, but probably not. Everyone has been speculating about who the Doctor is for months and months yes. now. And this week's episode was a great parallel of a present and backstory for Dr. Whale. Yeah, you know, Dr. Whale in Storybrooke is kind of a, you know, he's a good time guy. He likes to go out, he likes to be with the ladies, and he likes to drink, and as he said to Snow White last year, he just doesn't care. And what we find in The Enchanted Forest, or when we meet him, is he's the opposite. He's actually quite a bit of a workaholic. He is a very disciplined and focused man, and he is somebody who is hell-bent on resurrecting his brother. So whatever happened to his brother, he clearly either feels guilty for or wants to make amends for. So why did Dr. Wow double-cross the young queen? Was it purely for Rumpelstiltskin and the deal that he'd made with him? Yes, obviously Rumpel needed to make Regina realize that she will never bring anyone back from the dead. And Jefferson, in his travels, knew of a man who was looking for a heart, and Rumpel saw an opportunity, and he took his chocolate with the other peanut butter and made a Reese's peanut butter cup of hate. In the scene with Regina at the stables, can you explain what's happening to Daniel? I mean, is he zombie? Is he sort of coming in and out of a trance like David was? What's happening to him? Daniel's gone. He's gone, and there are whatever remnants of the man who was Daniel that still exist in the universe were being transferred into this, this dead vessel that had been reanimated. And it was struggling to get out and it was struggling to give a message to Regina, which was that she had to let him go. I think that there's always a price with magic. And as it said, we can't bring someone back from the dead. And the price for that is the person inside is suffering. And that's what he needed to communicate to Regina. And he basically had to let her know. She had to let him go. It was, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Like, he couldn't come back. And the more that he was forced to be alive but not alive, the more pain he was in and the more anguish he was causing himself and others. And Regina had to realize that and to finally move on. And just before she froze him, was he about to reach for her again? I think that in that moment, her love for him brought him to a lucid moment to deliver this message, but she realized that that moment had gone and she had lost him to this monster that Whale referred to. And he was making a move toward her and she had no choice. Rumpel's power is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. 
reattaching arms is something to really take note of. Yeah. So did Dr. Whale have to concede that magic was more powerful than science? He certainly had to admit defeat to get his arm back. That doesn't mean he's completely conceded the point. Do either of you have a favorite scene from this episode? The final scene for me, getting to go and revealing that he was Dr. Frankenstein and being, uh, as we wrote in the script, we called it a land without color. I love it how the heart's color. Yeah. 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 Because that is from a land with color and it comes into it. And for us to be able to reveal it, we have had that scene in our minds now for over a year. So it was finally exciting to just see it actually there. We always knew that we wanted to end the episode with it's not magic, it's science. Yeah, and you know, the name Dr. Whale was a nod to James Whale, the director of the Frankenstein movie, the classic from the 30s, which is why we named the character that from the beginning. It was fun to see that kind of come to life in this episode. Finally. You know, in the premiere this year, we actually, or no, it was in We Are Both, when we did the montage of Storybrooke, people getting back to work, we actually had a scene where, where Whale was gonna walk into a door and it was marked laboratory and we cut it because we were like, well, then everyone's gonna know he's Dr. Frankenstein there. Let's just wait three more weeks. And a couple of Facebook questions. Suzanne Laycock asks, Will Rumpel and Cora's history ever be explored? And what about Regina and Jefferson's? And by the way, she also wants Bernadette Peters to guest star and sing No One Is Alone from Into the Woods. She said that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she can only dream of it. Fair enough. I think that it's safe to say we'll explore the Rumpel Cora history and uh, probably sooner rather than later. And I believe we have already seen the very first time Jefferson met. Regina, which was episode five, when Rumpel introduced them in his castle. I don't really see Benedict Peters popping up in the woods anytime soon. I don't think we'll be singing into the woods anytime soon, simply because uh, that is a different project and uh, the rights to that would probably be cost prohibitive for us. Grace Matten asks, in season one, Mr. Gold mentions that he arranged for Henry to be adopted by Regina. Mm. But what drew Gold to bring the saviour's son into Storybrooke if he didn't regain his memories until Emma's arrival? Well, that's an excellent, excellent question. And that's a story that we want to tell. How did he end up with Henry? And why was Henry born in Phoenix? Yeah. The, and that actually might get answered uh, Very next soon, week. very, very soon, yeah. Excellent. Something to look forward to. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you too. And if you'd like to be a part of our next session, please add your question to our podcast post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Once ABC. Please join us next week and tune in to Once Upon a Time, Sundays, 8, 7 central on ABC and available the following day at abc.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>